May I ask you to stand and affirm our faith? We say together in faith, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We believe in God the Father who created all things. We believe in God the Son who was slain. From every people and nation. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, the Spirit and the Bride say, Even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Pentecost is an important feast of our church because on this day the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was experienced by his disciples, by Lord Jesus' disciples and the new beginning uh, started or uh, the church was inaugurated. A wonderful gathering and from there we see people are being added into the church so it's an inauguration of the church Jesus while he was on the earth he said to his disciples that his going was necessary he said I should be going my going is going to bring blessings to you I am going and then I am going to send Paraclete, I am going to send the Holy Spirit. What Jesus meant is very important. When he was physically present in this world, he was one place at a time. When he was in Galilee, he was not in uh, Jerusalem. When he was in Jerusalem, he was not in Galilee. Physically, he was present in one place. And now Jesus says, my going is good because the Holy Spirit is going to come and he is going to be with you all the time, all the places. John the Baptist, when he introduced about our Lord Jesus, he said, the one who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was already introduced to his disciples. In the Old Testament, Joel also said that the day is coming. On that day, God is going to pour the Spirit on all, all flesh. And the Holy Spirit is going to be available to all. That's what Joel promised as the, it was promised the Holy Spirit came on the disciples powerfully on the Pentecost day. Now, we see the Holy Spirit coming in a very dramatic way. Wind blew, big sound came, tongues of fire came on the disciples and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. A demonstration is shown. Uh, that's what we read from Acts chapter two. Even when Jesus 
was baptized and came out of river Jordan, a dove came upon Jesus. And in uh, Jesus uh, was, uh, uh, the, the, the dove sat upon Jesus. Why these uh, demonstrations? It's all because I understand is that spirit is invisible. In order to make this visible for us, this kind of uh, uh, demonstration takes place. Dove coming on to Jesus. Uh, yes, uh, otherwise, how do, you, how do we know that the, the spirit came on to Jesus? Dove is a symbol of purity. And the Holy Spirit came on and rested on Jesus. And uh, the first time when the Holy Spirit was abundantly, generously given to uh, the disciples, there again we see this demonstration, the demonstration of uh, fire, uh, tongues of fire coming and resting on people. So the Holy Spirit is now given to all, given to all. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, nobody can say that Jesus is Lord. That's what we read from our second lesson, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, no one can acknowledge uh, that Jesus is Lord. Flesh and blood cannot understand uh, who is God. And the Spirit who is given to us, uh, helping us to acknowledge who is God. So now, Holy Spirit is given to us. If you look at the old history, when the king returns, returns from his battle, returns victoriously from his battle, he gives his subordinates, he gives his people generous gifts. Jesus, who rose from the dead victoriously, now gives his people generously the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is freely available to all of us. What I thought today in my meditation, I thought I would bring three myths about Holy Spirit first, and then we will talk about three roles. Uh, there are many roles of the Holy Spirit, but then I thought I will take three of them uh, from John's Gospel and then come to the conclusion of my meditation. Number one, what is the myth of the Holy Spirit? Many think that Holy Spirit is just a force, just a power. So how to call Holy Spirit? Should we use the word, uh, the, the personal pronoun? No, you can just use the word it. He's uh, just a force, he's, he's just a power uh, that you experience in your life. That's a wrong understanding, unfortunately. That's not the way Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is a person. When Jesus introduced about the coming of the Holy Spirit, he called him by personal pronoun. When he comes, he will prove the world wrong. He called, Jesus called the Holy Spirit by personal pronoun. And uh, yes, he is not a thing, he is not a force, he is not a, uh, a power, he is a person, he is a person. How do we know that he is a person? 
anthropologists uh, uh, say three attributes makes up uh, three attributes make up to uh, uh, a personality make up the personality number one intellect he's able to think on his own number two he's able to decide he has a will and thirdly he has emotion and all three we see in the holy spirit we can grieve him we can quench him he has a will he wants the disciples to go and preach the gospel he has a will and he is able to think and he separates people from the congregation to go out and proclaim his word he is a person so we cannot simply take holy spirit as a force he is a person the second myth that we always have is that he comes and goes he he is not there with us uh, uh, all the time when i have a kind of a feeling i know that the holy spirit is with me when i don't have that feeling the holy spirit disappears that's again a wrong understanding the holy spirit is given to us all in the old testament of course the holy spirit was given to a particular person for a particular period for a particular purpose that's how the holy spirit acted in the old testament if you read uh, uh, Psalm 51, you know, uh, David is pleading unto the Lord, Lord, do not take the Holy Spirit away from me. He was pleading. So that was the Old Testament understanding, but that's not the case anymore. We are in the age of Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to us all and he is with us all the time. With his help, we are able to understand God. And with his help, we are able to do the work. So let us not take the impression that, oh, I don't feel today the Holy Spirit is not with me. That's the wrong understanding. He is with us all the time. You know, in other words, um, uh, Paul talks about it. You have been sealed by the promised Holy Spirit. A seal is on my head, on your head. If you are a follower of Jesus, the seal has come on you. You are the child of God and God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. The third myth, the third myth is that he is present only uh, when these uh, one only there are goosebumps uh, or he is there only I uh, see uh, some evidence probably the third is also related to what I said in the second um, this particularly people focus on uh, a, an evidence particularly uh, if I speak the tongues, then only the, uh, the evidence of Holy Spirit in me. That's not the way uh, the scripture shows us. Um, the, the, the Spirit is every time with us and encouraging us uh, uh, to move forward. And I shouldn't be bothered about the feelings, the experience uh, in, a, in a dramatic way, that probably is needed at some point, but that's not what I'm going to hold on all the time. 
I will come to that a little later towards the end of uh, the meditation. So let's, let's hold on that for a minute, uh, for, for some time. Now, the Holy Spirit came on a particular day called Pentecost. Pentecost was already been a celebration or already been one of the feasts of, uh, the, uh, of Jews, one of the three important feasts. The first feast is, of course, uh, we know Passover. And the 50th day after Passover, these Pentecost, where they come for three reasons. One is that's a harvest day. They come and give their first fruit to the Lord. And then they come and also they celebrate the uh, festival of weeks, seven weeks. Uh, they were supposed to stay in tents. And then they come and celebrate. It's a festival of weeks. and then. Thirdly, which is also very important, uh, the, uh, the anniversary of law uh, giving at Mount Sinai, which is very important. Pentecost Day, they remember how the Ten Commandments was given to them. That's the anniversary celebration of the Ten Commandments given to the Israelites. Now, the Holy Spirit came on that particular day. So... Earlier, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, was available to people for a short period, for a short purpose, uh, uh, but then that's not the case anymore. He's given freely and he is now uh, giving us the teaching uh, and he's going to write everything in our hearts. In those days, uh, of course, the law was written on the stone, but that's not the case anymore. He's going to teach us and he's going to write everything in our hearts. So what the Holy Spirit does? There are three things that I picked up for our meditation. Number one, um, Jesus said, this is in John chapter 16, verse seven, my going is important. When I go, I will send you the advocate, the counselor. The word here is paraclete. I'm going to send you paraclete. Advocate can be translated counselor, comforter. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who is going to encourage you, who is going to comfort you, who is going to advise you, counsel you, who is going to stand with you at the time of difficulty, advocate. When you stand in the court facing the accusation, you are not able to answer the spirit comes and stands with you in uh, defending yourself. The paraclete is given to us. He is the one who helps us in the place of Jesus. Jesus is not physically present anymore, but the Holy Spirit comes and helps me in my need. Secondly, that is also from John chapter 16, uh, Jesus says, when Holy Spirit comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they don't believe, they, because, uh, they don't believe in Jesus. Concerning righteousness, because Jesus is going to go to the Father and we no longer see him. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world is contemned. These three are important. Why Holy Spirit is given? Because 
he is going to convict the world about the sin. When Jesus was there, he was in his presence, people immediately were convicted and asked forgiveness. When Jesus entered the house of Zacchaeus, immediately he said, I am going to give whatever I have uh, um, taken from the people. He immediately asked, uh, uh, you know, he immediately showed the act of repentance. Now, Jesus is not there. His uh, people are not believing in Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is given so that we can be convicted of our sins. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us in the path of righteousness. Jesus taught his disciples how to uh, uh, embrace the kingdom of God and how to uh, uh, have the values of the kingdom of God. He taught the righteousness. Now he is not physically present. The Holy Spirit is helping us in uh, walking the path of righteousness. Now the Holy Spirit is given that the uh, ruler of the world is contemned. Uh, the Satan is contemned and he is giving us the encouragement. Don't be discouraged. You may see that uh, problems here and there. But remember, Satan is contemned. He is defeated. You are the victorious uh, person on this earth. Believe in him. Don't be discouraged looking at the darkness outside. Satan is contemned. So very beautifully, Jesus said this, when he comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they don't believe in Jesus. Concerning righteousness, because Jesus is going to go to the Father and you no longer see him. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world is contemned. Beautiful. The Holy Spirit is here to uh, help us in our journey. Third role of the Holy Spirit, that's what I have picked it from our uh, gospel lesson. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And he said, whoever you forgive, for forgiveness is given. Why the breathing uh, uh, Jesus uh, breathed on them? There are a lot of interpretation. But then let's, let's see what was his life on this earth. His life on this earth was a ministry of reconciliation, offering forgiveness, embracing people, showing love, love of God. Now Jesus is saying, receive that breath and continue the ministry of reconciliation. Go on. The Holy Spirit is given to you. He is bringing this narrative, the narration that I have established over my time on this earth, that same narrative. You have to carry it on. You have to take it on. Uh, proclaim the forgiveness. Embrace people. Show the love of God. The same breath 
The Holy Spirit is given to us so that we can go on and proclaim the love of God, proclaim the forgiveness of God. Now, as we come to the end of this meditation, the question comes about the lack of Holy Spirit. I don't think we lack Holy Spirit. I don't think so. There are two expressions. In this uh, John's Gospel, Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. But we read also from Acts chapter 2, where it is filling of the Holy Spirit. I have no two opinion about you having the Holy Spirit. You have received the Holy Spirit. But the question is, have you allowed him to fill you? Has he filled you? Now, when I go to my house, I have the entire freedom to go all the rooms of my house. But when I come to your house, I'm restricted at the first room, right? Because I'm a visitor. I don't think I have access to your kitchen, for example. Is that the way we treat Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, come, you're welcome. But you stay in the, only in the first room. If we allow him to fill all parts of the life, that is what the Holy Spirit wants. We don't lack Holy Spirit, but the question is, am I allowing him to fill my, my life? Allow him. Let him take control of every part of your life. That could be anything. He should be filling you. The second thing that I want to raise is, uh, should I uh, doubt about the power of the Holy Spirit? The world is full of darkness. Should I question the power of the Holy Spirit? Once uh, A.J. Gordon uh, took some people to uh, Niagara Falls. He took them there and uh, they saw the mighty falls. They saw the current of the uh, uh, water. And someone uh, said boldly, uh, the greatest unused power in the world is here. You know, looking at the uh, power, uh, the currents, uh, he said that the greatest unused power, unused power. A.J. Gordon uh, looked at him and said, no, no, no. The greatest unused power in the world is the Holy Spirit. We have not used him in our lives. We have not allowed him. D.L. Moody, one of, the, one of his prayers, which is so powerful, he says, the world has yet to see what God can do with the person fully consecrated to him. But I wish to be that person. The world has yet to see what God can do with a person fully consecrated to him. And I wish to be that person. I think that should be our prayer. That should be our prayer. His power is available. 
but are we willing to receive you know we are restricting holy spirit with goosebumps restricting holy spirit with some kind of a feeling a jerk or things like that i still remember when i was studying in chennai a long time ago in the year 1984 85 uh, i was very much fascinated about going and praying with people who would prophesy who would who would uh, you know because they are, they they have the gift of prophecy so they will pray and tell you that look Harrison this is all the things going to happen in your life very much fascinated some things which they have said came were fulfilled in my life once I was with a particular preacher uh, he, he's good in that um, very good in that uh, well known I was sitting in his house uh, as he was about to pray somebody uh, ran to the house uh, and he said, Pastor, Pastor, I want you to pray and tell us immediately. You know, some time ago, somebody came to our house and he stole our wall clock, our wall clock. Now pray and tell who has stolen the wall clock. I am not saying that Holy Spirit is not going to tell who has stolen the wall clock. But I'm saying that are we going to be content with Holy Spirit with that level? Goosebumps and uh, some kind of a jerk, some kind of a feeling. We have to grow beyond. The Holy Spirit is willing to use us mightily. We have to say the prayer which D.L. Moody said. We need to be saying that prayer. I say every day two prayers. With that, I want to close. One is, Lord, I should not grieve you. Holy Spirit, I should not grieve you. This is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. How do I grieve the Holy Spirit? By committing sin. By doing the things that doesn't please him. That's a regular prayer. Lord, I shouldn't be grieving you. The second prayer that we all need to be praying, this is again from the Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. He is wanting to use you. He is wanting to use you mightily. Are we going to stop him? Lord, I'm not ready. I cannot do this. I will be content with what I am having. Do not quench the spirit. May the dear Lord help us so that we are always filled by the Holy Spirit and that we are used by him for his glory. God bless us all. Amen.